Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy DJ Benjamin, aka Soldier 70 Spliff, mm. aka the Captain Kirk of hip hop, aka the anti trife equation, aka Danny Bland. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Iron Fist here in the spaceship tonight on Fan Bro Show, voice of the Urban Geek. For all nerds, welcome to all the new listeners. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, and you know, if you are a new listener, you might not know, but you know, if you're an old listener, you already know because I'm all Royce joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura, the Spaceship, the Black Russian, the Black Rogue, Deuce Piccolo, Sean Jean Luc Picard. The Black Widowmaker and Colleen Wingstop. Mm, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Danny Bland and Colleen Wingstop. Uh, together. That's my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's a vicious combination right there, folks. This is Fan Bros Show. Like I said before, multicultural maestros for all nerds. And, you know, like I said before, thank you to all the new listeners, everybody who joined us last week for the Lexi Alexander episode ringing off the charts everywhere on these here internets. Thank you for all the love, all the retweets, all the follows on that SoundCloud.com slash fanbros. You know, go ahead and click that subscribe button right there. You know, get with the program. Please. We need y'all. Yeah, because, I mean, we got another one today, Mm -hmm. but, you know, before we get into all of that, man, it's been, you know, some big news dropping, you know, Tatiana, I know you are super excited right now. Yes. Super charged. I was on the damn floor when I saw that they dropped the Samurai Jack trailer. Mm -hmm. Do you understand how much I love Samurai Jack? Like... Samurai Jack is just so prevalent for people who like came up watching Adult Swim Toonami. Like when that when that block really first started hitting, like Samurai Jack was an anchor on that. And the art, the story, the voice casting, like everything about it was amazing. And now after what the last episode aired in 2004, we finally get the fifth and final season of March 11th. Yo. That trailer, fire. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Samurai Jack fan. I was definitely, you know, aware of it, watched the episodes here and there. My nephew was huge on it. My nephew and nieces were huge on it, so I'd watch it with them. But, you know, the new trailer is definitely fire off the bat. You know, the old artwork style, everything looking dope, sound, everything crazy. But I have to ask you, Tatiana, like... Was Samurai Jack always Jesus back in the day? Because there are some serious (laughs) Jesus illusions in this new trailer. I mean, yeah, but also it's also because his hair is out. Typically, his hair is up in that traditional samurai kind of man bun. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a proper term for it. Sorry that I don't know it. Top knot. The top knot. 
But um, yeah, like uh, it, it's even more so because he got the hair out. I understand that. But like he has always been a tortured hero. Like he's stuck in the been stuck in the future for what fifty years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, damn, fifty. <laughs> so. I mean, he it's just part of his character, but he's so much more than that. Like, he's not the samurai Jesus or anything like that. All right. We'll see. In this new trailer, there's a shot of him being stabbed in the side. Yeah. And, you know, that's a super Jesus yeah. illusion along with the but hair out. Like, I wasn't even referencing the hair. It was more, you know, to being stabbed in the side where I was like, oh, okay. But that's not the, the whole Jesus. story of him either. Like, obviously, there's going to be lots of illusions there, but that's that's not what makes the whole of Combat Jack a Combat Jack. <laughs> Samurai Jack. <laughs> Shouts to Combat Jack, of course. Combat Jack, a.k.a. Samurai Jack. No, but the trailer is definitely fire, and you know I was just wondering about the Samurai Jesus illusions in it. But if you say that's not the whole thing, I'll check no, it. No, it's a lot more said. than it. Even yeah. if it was just the Jesus, you would just not watch it based off that. Like, no, hell no. I'd watch it more because of that. All right. Just what are you talking about? I'd be all over that. Like Samurai <laughs> Jesus needs to happen. Samurai Jesus. What? What are you talking it about? It did happen already. It did happen already. His name is Tom Cruise. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Yo, how are you the last samurai, my guy? Okay, anyway. There anyway. was there was that that dropped, so I was I mad mean, excited. Speaking of last samurais. Yes. You know, speaking of last samurais, Danny Bland and Colleen Weenstop are in the place tonight <laughs> because the Iron Fist trailer also dropped this week. And yeah, speaking of last samurais, you know, uh, Lexi, you know, alluded to this on last week. Marvel had a, you know, this might be to do this, different. I mean, this might be the first Marvel misstep in casting that I can really, really, you know, count. Mm. Yeah, out of everybody, hmm. I mean, they they've been pretty damn good, you know, and. Danny Bland. <laughs> you mean Coachella Fist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Listen, like, okay, the trailer. Okay, I'm like, a hipster. From an object. Okay, let me gonna be honest. It The trailer was interesting. I like the pacing of the trailer. What I didn't like, again, this is this, I can't get away from, if you want to call it a bias, then so be it. But I, I had a problem since Jump Street, the fact that they didn't go and hire an Asian actor to do this role like it did it does not to it does not make sense in this time period that we're in in this time of of availability if you will that they couldn't get an asian actor to do this and if anything the asian community was just like yo you should probably look at one of us and get us in the in in the paint and what did marvel do oh we're gonna keep it with the white guy missed opportunity by a more than a mile and like that also that affects how i view him as a character like just watching him personally i forgot the name of the actor that's playing him but just watching him he he's a little scrawny to me um i don't believe him like i had i i talked about that in the past about regardless of who's playing what it's like you have to believe that they're that specific character and i don't believe that he's that character i just believe he's some hipster dude that is 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 playing around with kung fu I just wasn't impressed by the fight scenes in the trailer, you know, that Danny was in. And the actor's name is Finn Jones. Finn Jones. And Louis Tan, who's not in the trailer, oh as far as I can tell. He plays the villain. Vil- 
a villain. Yeah. But listen, Louis Tan should have been Iron Fist himself. He even had a a, a somewhat uh, campaign about it. Like, yo, he when he first was apprised of this show even happening, he went out to be Iron Fist. Like, he went and auditioned for the Iron Fist part. And if you guys don't know who Louis Tan is, just Google him right quick. Google Louis Tan um, Iron Fist. And look at this man. Look at this. That is Iron Like, I don't I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. And the fact that he's going to have to fight him as the Steel Serpent, and he's supposed to be the dude who kills Iron Fist, like, throughout the history, the Steel Serpent is always killing off the dude who holds the mantle of Iron Fist. Oh, really? See, yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I don't I don't know the full backstory of Iron Fist at oh, all. Oh, no. I'm a huge Iron Fist fan, you know, from, like, old school Iron... From old school when it's Power Man and Iron Fist to even... The more recent run, that's, I think, uh, Ed Brubaker, who wrote a really recent run where he really highlighted, like, the different Iron Fists throughout the ages. Like, Danny Rand is just the latest to hold the mantle of Iron Fist. So it's in a the, lot. In the history yeah. of Iron Fist, have they all been white guys? No, most definitely not. So it moves, so it's a mantle that moves depending on whatever time and space. So just like, like I mean, it's, it's, it's not exact, but think of, like, a Green Lantern. Anybody can be Green Lantern, right? It yeah. could be. It doesn't matter your race or your your, or you know, literally, it doesn't matter your race. But no, um, it's more like I think there's only one Iron Fist at a time. Like one person holds it, then you know you hold it for however long, and okay. then they die or give it up, and then another person takes it. Like the ancient one, Celtic, right? Yeah, like mm, <laughs> yeah. And but in Ed's run, you know, he highlighted a lot of ancient ones who were you know of other races, obviously Asian, you know, different races, et cetera, et cetera. But it's yeah, this joint, I'm just, I mean, as a fan of Iron Fist, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But as, like you said, my man Louis Tan easily, I, it just looks like he would whoop the living daylights right. of, out of Danny Rand, no matter what type of powers right. he has. I will say I am looking forward to how they loop in Iron Fist and Danny Rand and all that into the 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 um, Jessica Jones and the Luke Cage and all that stuff. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. At the same time, I have my reservations about this version of uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, I, I really do. And like I say, this is probably the biggest, you know, Marvel misstep as far as casting. And I think that whoever has been doing their casting from Netflix to the movies to even the TV show, you know, deserves all the awards. Like they have murdered it, you know, just hmm. time and time again. You know, the yeah. Avengers, everyone, you know, down to Black Panther, just everyone. It just... On and on, they've been doing it, and you know this one. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I know? mean, I, I think it's still going to be entertaining, and plus, you get to see Claire Temple again, and you get mm -hmm. to see more of her. She's going to be more involved, at least from mm -hmm. the trailers. That's what it seems like. Like you'll just, she's going to be like one of the mains, as yep. opposed to a supporting. So we'll see. I mean, she's, she's both, but we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I can't wait to see them all together, and that, you know, is a big thing for me, because like I said before, I go back, Power Man and Iron Fist, when I was coming up, was one of my favorite comics, like, it was blatantly racist on so many levels, but, you know. Yeah, you've taught me of that. <laughs> It's some shit. <laughs> I mean, Power Man, you know, racist as hell. Iron Fist, you know, Luke Cage, Starfalls back in the day was super racist. You know, Iron Fist, also super racist. But, you know, it's still one of my favorite joints. And so I'm hyped for Iron Fist, but we're going to have to see what happens there. And are you are you hyped for the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? What? What? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, 
that's another one. You know, it's like when you talk about casting, when you talk about everything that went into it, you know, when you told me that James Gunn was directing the first Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy, I was like, this joint is going to be a smash. You can go mm-hmm. back and check the audio on that. I knew it then because I loved uh, Slither. It's one of his movies, and it's just, it has everything that Guardians has in it. You know, it has, like, the action. It has the humor. Yeah. It has the characters you love. It has villains you hate. It just has everything that the Guardians had, so I knew he was going to smash it. And then, you know, to cast the Guardians and to see them all together again, it's just like, come on. It's like the Avengers again. Like, like you happy to be back at the family reunion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really excited about Baby Groot. So cute. And his uh, little leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, that whole, I mean, that's crazy. I also love, you know, we finally get a shot of Aisha, who's one of the villains. In that's the, the one in all gold. Yeah, that's the all gold woman who you can see on our Instagram, you know, at Fan Bros Show. But I also just, I mean, they're holding off on it. And I'm just so hyped for Ego and Kurt Russell because Ego is another one of my favorite characters. Ego is a That's the planet, right? Yeah, in the comics, he's a planet with a face on him. Like he has a giant face, you know, on this giant planet. So the the living planet. The living planet. Ego, you know, comma, the living planet. Get it right, you know? Yeah, so (laughs) it's just things like that that I'd never in my life thought that I would ever see on screen. That's just, there's no chance of it. And boom, you know, come into summer, ego to living planet, so. Make sure y'all are in the theaters. We're going to be there on Mm -hmm. May 5th, 2017. Yes, that's right. And, you know, we got, you know, a little something in store for you after this break right here. Oof. Just, you know, we always bring the hot fire. You know, How else would you be listening to us? Yeah, I mean, for real. You know, it's at Fanbros Show on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, SoundCloud.com, Fanbros. While we take this break, you just head over there and hit that subscribe button. Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fanbro Show. Was that good? <laughs> Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen. <laughs> and welcome back, internets. I know you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show, but let me tell you, you are in for it right now because... Joining us in the spaceship tonight, returning guest, mm-hmm. superstar. Triumphant. I mean, author. You know, I don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. I mean, come on, bro. You know, meetings with Obama. I mean, how do you overdo like, that? That's that's real life. That's not important. What's important is the comic book. What's important is the comic book, the author of Black Panther, the mega hit series from Marvel Comics. <laughs> Hanahasi Coates is in the building. Yes, I am. What is going on? <laughs> Not too much. Just happy Woo! to be back. Yay! Welcome back, yo. It's <laughs> been too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's been a second. Yeah, it's been a good minute, man. And, you know, I was listening back to your last appearance on the spaceship, you know, before this one. And, whoo, man, times have changed since the last time you were here, bro. I don't remember what I said, but I know it's been a second. I mean, you were damn near a psychic on the last episode because, you know, you were (laughs) real. 
And it's just so, I mean, so much has changed. You know, it's been two years since you've been on the spaceship, pretty much. Like, and, you know, there was no idea of a President Trump. There was just a whole lot. I mean, you didn't even know about Black Panther at the time. Right. I didn't. I didn't know about Black Panther at the time. No. No. You weren't telling us. Uh. Right, right. Or you kept kept it really good secret. When was it? What was the date? What was the date? It was like. It was in 2015. yeah, 2015, 2015, about two years. Yeah. Was it oh, so about? Was it like uh, January, February, somewhere about then? Yeah, it was yep. something around that. All right, time. no, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know. I ain't keeping nothing from y'all. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, right. you know, I mean, the Black Panther is definitely hitting. Everything is going on. Man, what like, we talk what? about last time? If I wasn't writing the comic book, <laughs> yo, we talked about a lot last time. <laughs> we were talking about your book. Okay. Like, yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about a lot last time, Tana. Honestly, did but, I know, talk about it. Between the World and Me? Was I working on yes. that at the time? You were working on it, and you okay. didn't mention it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you ever said it by name, but you definitely mentioned it. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, Sorry, yeah. y'all. I ain't get to listen yet. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy man. We fully yeah. understand. Yeah. But off the bat, Tana, so, you know, we got to ask you, because like I said, we were talking about a lot of other stuff. We'll get to Black Panther and all that in a second. But, you know, on a scale of one to ten, brother, you know, how fucked up is it right now? <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, it depends on, like, uh, you know, if you want to take the long view or the short view. If you take the long view and you, uh, you know, think about, you know, the long spread of African-American history, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that fucked up. It's about a two or a three. Yeah, you know I'm I mean, you know, we spent 250 years in this motherfucker enslaved. So, I mean, you know. This is like a drop in the bucket. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to say that. I think it's really, really important to say that because I think, like, um, you know, my whole sense of myself, and I know y'all the same way, you know, being high with folks, it's mm-hmm. like you got this long view of yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we got a history. Yes. So, I, you know, being all bison, I mean, it's like, how, how does this compare? So, you know, I mean, when Zora Neale Hurston was there, when Thurgood Marshall was trying to deal with segregation, when the first black mm-hmm. folks stepped up on there, 1867, it, it don't mm-hmm. compare. It don't compare. It don't yeah. mean that we don't got a lot of work to do, but it don't, it's not, it's not on that level. It's just not on that level. That's definitely a smart way to think about yeah, that. Yeah. Like you got to look at it from a whole picture versus what, what's right in front of your face. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And Ben Amin said it himself, like, when you listen to that first episode you were on here, like, you do come off as, like, psychic. Because, like, you were talking about people need to be more active in politics. You were talking about you wanting to expand into different genres. Wow, I was saying that? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, all of this stuff has happened. So did you, like, are you Negro Damas at this point? <laughs> 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 nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. It's crazy because I, I, um, everything so much, so much has happened since then. And I just, I mean, I, I I've been blown away. You know, a lot of stuff has changed, you know, between the mm. world to me and then with the comic book. And it's just a, it's a different world, man. It's a really, really different world. And, um, I guess at that point, I was mostly speaking as a fan, I guess. That was probably the, mm. the space I was really coming from. And it's just, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to process everything, to be honest with you. A lot okay, of times, I, I don't even pay attention, you know, because I, I, if I think about it, it, like, it becomes too much, you know? I got you. Different world for better or for worse? Oh, wow. That's a deep question. I mean, you got to say for better. I, I have to say for better. 
Mm. But um, like a buddy of mine, he always say, he says, um, you know, it's a price of victory. Mm. You know, and so overall, yeah, you know, would you go back? No, I would not go back. But um, (laughs) definitely some some challenges that I I didn't foresee. I understand. I understand. Yeah. And then also, like, obviously with Ben, with the the major, (laughs) the major intro he gave you, you have Black Panther, which has hit the scene. Everybody's going crazy about it. And then the film is coming up and Obviously, you just you must have just I don't even know how to explain it. Just this cavalcade of just people coming at you from left and right from all sides Mm -hmm. saying, oh, yo, yo, you know, how's this book going to fit into the film? This and this like, like, how do you feel about the the impact that you've been making so far with the book? I mean, I'm 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 overwhelmed. Mm. I'm just overwhelmed. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to see, though, to, to be honest with you, Tatiana, because like from my perspective, like I'm reading all these other comic books out here and all these other, you know, creators and I'm, I'm reading them now in a different way that I wasn't reading them before. Like it's not just for enjoyment. Like I'm studying cats now. Um, gotcha. I got to, and it's, it's like, I'm constantly feeling like, man, I'm not, I'm not quite there. I was just literally, before I started talking to you guys, I was reading um like the new black widow comic. And I just, mm. man, I just studied Chris Samney. You know what I'm saying? Like I just studied, not that I'm, you know, you know, drawing or nothing, but like, I just try to study like why the comic book feels a certain way, what pain, how many panels he's using, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, yeah. it's like, that's how I see my, like, see myself. I'm happy it's having an impact, but I want it to be a better comic book. Mm, okay. I see what you're saying. So what took you so long to do a comic book? I don't know. I guess it like, it never <laughs> really occurred to me that I really could until Marvel was like, you want to try this? You know, it just didn't occur to me that I don't know why I did. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. Like a, a long time ago, when I was uh, working at the Village Voice, it was the, Marvel was hiring, hiring for an assistant editor, and mm-hmm. I almost applied for the job. Came like really, really close to applying for the job, and I can't remember why. I think I was just like, "This sounds too crazy." Like, I think I was like, "This, this is actually insane. It's no way. It's no way because this could actually work." You know. Um, but it, it just turned out it did, you know. I'm having a ball, and my wife yeah, be yeah. like, "Yo, this is the happiest." I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't recall seeing you this happy. Oh, you so, know, so like, this is bringing you a lot of joy. Very oh good. Oh my god, yes, yeah. It's like being twelve <laughs> again. It's like being, it's like you know, playing with your little action figures. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, your little transformers, right? <laughs> No. <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up yeah. i mean you're getting to to re- literally live a, a childhood dream oh, totally. and oh. you know and and with all of this happening like how how have you been able to kind of transform your writing because you're you're known as a novelist an essayist and then mm-hmm. to ca- transform that into the comic book format which is yeah less words but you you need to make a gr- broader impact with a little bit of space you have. So how has that- That's that, a great point. I mean, that, yeah, that really is the challenge. That really is yeah. a challenge. I mean, one of the things, yeah. like literally I was just looking at this Black Widow and I was thinking like one of the deals is um, you gotta ask yourself if I cannot, like if, I, if I'm doing a panel and mm-hmm. if I can in any way not talk, I probably shouldn't. Mm. Like if I could just give art direction here yeah. and I can have no dialogue, that's what I probably should do. Yeah. And so you, you learned to rein it in a little bit. 
I'm learning to rein it in. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know everybody that all comic book writers would agree with that because like if you read, like it's different. People do their thing in different ways. You know, back in the day, Chris Claremont, I mean, you know, he he was, you know, if he could talk, he was gonna talk. You a know, a million what I'm words a minute. A million words a minute if he could. But I but you know, that, that was a huge influence on me. I love Claremont. You know what I mean? I, I love what he was doing. But y'all know what I'm saying. It's a different thing. But now I'm feeling like like one of the things I was thinking about today is like because the comic deals with such heavy issues, it would be better if I could leaven it and make it as light as possible. In other words, thematically it should be heavy, but I, I got to find a way to kind of you know um, make it go down a little easier. You know what? Actually, one of the big inspirations for me, weirdly enough, is um, uh, Fury Road. Mm, okay. Like Fury Road. I mean, that's a deep movie. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a deep movie, but it goes down so light. You understand what I'm saying? Like you, you, it's so saying. much going yeah. on that you ain't even really processing it. Yo, you're watching like some underground railroad slavery shit right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they running the whole movie. You. you know what I mean? They on the run like from slavery for the whole movie. You know, and if you can do something like that, and like you know, every once in a while, slip in a little knowledge. You know, who broke the world? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's that I'm not at that level yet. Like I'm just not I just don't know. I don't I'm talking about like conceptually. I, I don't I don't really know how to do that yet. Um but that's that's where I, I am increasingly trying to go. Right. But that's uh, a that's great that you're a learning author though. Like you you're not you you're growing into it and you're expanding your own skill set. That's what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and then it causes you to read comic books differently. It really do. Like you just everything feels different after that. I would also say, though, that you do have some of that already in your writing. I think, I mean, you, of course, I know it's tough for you to, you know, acknowledge your own stuff, but the whole no one man, I know it's, you know, from yeah. the Kanye line itself. Right. right. But, you know, that theme. Or the Malcolm line, right? Mm hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. So. <laughs> the originator. Come on. Yeah, basically. So, you know, you already have that in you, and you're dropping a lot of different things like that. But you've introduced a whole lot just to the Black Panther mythos itself, as far as like characters, as far as locations, yes, as far as like developing the history of Wakanda. Like, how important is that to you in the writing of it? I mean, it's real important. I, I just I, I wanted to flesh it out. You know, I mean, I don't know if I said this last time, but I was like a Dungeons and Dragons head when I was a kid, and like one of the big parts of that is you know like world building and all of that stuff and designing your own modules and that sort of thing. And I, 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 I approached it in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mm. I really, I really did. I mean, you really, I want people as much as they enjoy T'Challa and all that sort of stuff. I really want them to feel like they want to live in the world. Like I want to feel, I want them to feel like, damn, this is an awesome place to be, you know? That makes mm. a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, I really like the fact that like all these concepts that you and the, and the art team are like bringing this to life. Like as a, Afrofuturist myself, like this is insane to like just see the vehicles and the different technologies. Like it was on, it was right before the letters page, I believe. It was showing the sketch of the bracelets that they use that yeah. they use, so you could you could add the different beads, and yeah. each bead does it has a different function. Like yeah. that that shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's like um, that's Brian right there. I mean, he he saw a yeah. lot of that stuff, and he just did a he, man, he just did a phenomenal job with that. Oh, man, like I can't, I, I really just can't get over that. And then to think that I, I, I know that some of these elements are coming to the big screen, like that, that flipped. Yeah, no, I can, I can so tell you much. that. I can, I, that's definitely, like, that's definitely true. The art, 
more so than oh the story. God. You know what I mean? I think uh, the story right. was pretty much, you know, uh, done by the time right. I got there. But I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm friends with Ryan, and we talk, you know, quite a bit. Just text time to time. He's in it right now, and um, he definitely, you know, a lot of the art stuff that you see in the book will be in the in the, uh, in the film. And one thing that I just got to ask you, like, are we going to see that technology that you have, yes. you know, in Black yes. Panther suit? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need to see that his mask form on his yeah, head. Yeah, I, I you know, think, like uh, how you... yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually, I think that's Hickman who did that the first time. Um, yeah. That's That was who, because I like that a lot better than him, you know, just putting the, the, the mask on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. You are. Okay. I mean, just just what's what what hint can you give us about it? I can't say anything else. I, 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 it's going to look incredible. Uh, I think y'all going to love it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I think Ryan is. I think they pick like the perfect filmmaker. I mean, I think Ryan is absolutely, absolutely incredible. You know, as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, I think him on Black Panther, it just don't with that cast, it don't get much better, man. Mm, I am dying. <laughs> I got to see this. It's yeah. it's just the culmination of this all of my wildest comic book dreams. No, right it's going to be off the chain. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what has been your favorite part of the series so far? God, there was so many. I mean, <laughs> I guess probably Shuri like the whole Shuri thing. Like I really like. Yeah. I'm a fan of like slow stuff. Like I like it slow. You know what I mean. I like when you're not yeah. quite sure where something is going, and you know what I mean. And I think like, but in the first issue, you find out she's not quite dead, or that he at least has a body. In the second issue, you find out where she is. Third issue, you find out what that place is. Fifth issue, you see her kind of getting schooled, but you're not sure why. And then yes. in each issue, you get a little something else, and. More cooler than that, though, for me, because what basically happens is when she's in, in, in that place, in the Jollier, in that little mm-hmm. pocket dimension, yes. she ages a little bit. Like, she actually ages in, in, in the process of that. You know what I mean? Um, or I guess, I, let me put this differently. Time passes. Now, we can debate whether she actually, but time, but she experiences a lot during that period, and that's why her hair grows longer and her hair turns gray. She experiences a lot, you know, during, during that period. And... Like, I had to do the, the writing challenge of every time you see her, like, in each of those four lessons, she has to appear yeah. a little different. So, the first time you see her, you know, she's kind of, you know, arrogant and smart-ass Shuri, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the second time you see her, she's still a little smart-ass, but, you know, a little bit to her. And the woman is, you know, telling her these stories all the way through. And then the third time, she's starting to get it. And she got a little story of her own. And then the fourth time, she's like... I know this place now and her hair is long and it's gray and you know what I mean? Like she's become a different. So when she comes out, you know, she's still queen and she's still hardcore, but she just has like wisdom that's added to that edge. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the same character, but a little, a little wiser, you know, a little more mature, a little more mature. (laughs) And you know, like one of the big inspirations to that for me was like, the way Claremont slowly developed Wolverine, like when he first joins the X-Men, he's this complete hothead. That's all he is. You know, he's just angry. Ah. <laughs> and slowly, like, he just matures, man. It gets wiser over the course of, you know, that. And it just hit me that, you know, like, you could do that with, with, with a character, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. An important point of the book is of this of of the whole thing really is the fact for me, I've always seen T'Challa as very strong, very to the point. Like I've I've never seen the dude slip ever. He's yeah. never been slipping. Yeah. But in this book, in your writings, he is he is in fact slipping. He's slipping within himself. He's slipping within um kind of oscillating between whether or not he he he's sure about his purpose as a king. He's really questioning himself. And I personally and not that I've had the breath of all Black Panther, but I've never seen him in that light. And that that's so interesting because you're bringing a humanity to him that a lot of people may not see. Yeah. And then at this, you know, so like, if you want to talk about that, please go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I wanted people to, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like for, for some people, like the whole identity, and maybe not for some people, everybody, the whole identity of Panther is like this dude who is like always ahead, always, always ahead. Yeah. You know? like he seems like he's always in control. And this time it's like, nah, <laughs> not for us. Yeah, but you know what? I got to tell you, like, given everything that happened, like in, in the preceding, you know, and I referenced this all the way through, given Wakanda falling to the Black Order, given like Morlin and how he was almost killed by Dr. Doom, given, yeah. you know, like Namor flooding Wakanda, given that he, you know, had, you know, divorced his wife, I mean, annulled the marriage. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, he wasn't really on top of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you when you put it that way. <laughs> like, when you look when at you what actually happened, you know, so at that point, when I saw that, it was like, okay, I guess this is the way to go. You know what I mean? This looks like the thing, you know? I mean, because that that is the thing that's most in concert with everything that's already happened, you know? So I really tried to, you know, pull straight from what I already have seen. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds like a, a reinterpretation, but I would argue that it's actually built on, like, what was happening before. Mm, I, I'd agree there because, like, and that's something that really I love because besides you right now, obviously, I think Hickman had one of the best takes on the Panther, yeah, you know, coming in. I, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Like, I always reference that moment where he's, you know, as he asked if he's going to turn himself in, and he's like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's just him against the white background, yeah. which is so, you know, like you said, even without the words in a comic, it is just boom, right. you know, like you don't need any words right there. It's right. just Black Panther against a white background. Right. Like, it tells you everything. Right, right, right. No, yeah. and, and, you know, the Hickman stuff was just, um, and, and you'll see this, you know, throughout the, you know, as the issues go on. I mean, I, I thought like the development and the conflict between T'Challa and past Black Panthers, you know, where they was like, listen, man, all you're supposed to be doing is protecting Wakanda. Screw these other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what you're supposed to do. You, at all costs, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And when I was reading that, I was like, man, they kind of right. Like, they're kind of right. I mean, if you're going to be king and ruler, like, you're supposed to protect your kingdom at all costs. You know what I mean? Damn the world. And yet, it felt like T'Challa really wasn't... I mean, he wasn't about that life. Like, that wasn't yeah. what he saw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was so weird to me. I was yeah. just like, wow. He's yeah. not on it right now. He's not really on it, right? Like, he's kind of like, man, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to kill these people. But if you think about it, if you're a superhero, no, you wouldn't do it. Right. Like if you if you if you're like and that was that's the big I guess question driving like the narrative like is this cat a hero or he's a king 
Because kings very often don't do heroic shit. You know what I mean? In fact, they often right. do like really fucked up shit. And I guess like when I started looking at like T'Challa's past, when I started looking at how he went abroad, you know what I'm saying? To study how he would yeah. often leave. How At one point he was like a teacher or some shit. Like, you know, he done done all sorts of crazy stuff. Like <laughs> the women he loved tended to not be Wakandan. So mm-hmm. then it gave like the other question of, yo, did this dude even like being king? Is he actually in his heart a king? Or is he something else? And that that was like the driving. Like once I hit that, I was like, oh man, I got a good character conflict here. You know? Mm-hmm. And then I just ran with and, it. And speaking on that, like you talked about this on the last show that, you know, when you were reading Peter Parker as a child, you didn't really read him as white. You know, you just yeah, read him as Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. But, but now you're writing, you know, Black Panther, which is also one of the blackest and like most Africanist takes on, you know, Black Panther ever, besides Priest, maybe. And, you know, would the young Tanahasi approve of this or is your viewpoints change? Yeah, no, my viewpoint is, I think, pretty much the same, Ben, because the thing is, it's, a, it's all about race and it's not about race. Like, it's like, obviously, it's all about race because he's Black Panther, right? He's Black King, you know, in this, you know, Afrofuturistic country but at the same time i think it's been one white person in the book so far yeah yeah um is stain white stain yeah stain. I, th- I thought he was stain white i thought he was white yeah he's white I thought he was mixed yeah and what's his name uh obadiah's like you know illegitimate uh, son. maybe so maybe so yeah. i don't know that would be, that would be, but there was also some of the the heads of the other countries when they had oh, yeah, the, they're, they're, right right they're, 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 they're. But for the most part, it's black folks. I mean, this is like about us. I mean, this ain't really about, you know, how we deal with them. It's about how we deal within each other. So, I mean, in that way, it's like race is there, but it's like kind of not there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's much more the divisions within that society are much more important. And even there, though, you're not really like tackling things about like, you know, dark skin versus light skin or like hair issues and all these, you know. No, because I think that's so irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. It would be in that in that context. It's not it's not relevant because all of that shit that we got is the shadow of race itself. You know what I mean? So this is more like, um, I don't know. You know, Brian did tell me something that he did intentionally, though. He made he has a color scheme that he works on with black people in Wakanda. And the darker they are, the more royal they are. Mm, look at that yeah, I didn't even know he was doing that until we was like at a New York Comic Con and he, he mentioned that yeah so if you look at Brian's stuff like the people who are in, in more royal positions like Zenzi is lighter than Shuri and T'Challa for instance and Ramon mm. which is interesting wow yeah. I didn't even realize that the more melanin you got the black of the berry the sweeter the juice <laughs> yeah, that's that. what he's doing that's what he did <laughs> it's subtle but it's there mm. But that's something like you said, like, I, I really appreciate that about this is that even though, you know, you're making it one of the black comments, it's also just a universal character. And like the story itself is very universal, even though you're featuring all these so much, you know, new terms, so much new locations, like we spoke about before, all the history itself that was told to Shuri, you know, all the different stories, just the the bits about the drum. And, you know, like when Black Panther, like the drum is ringing this or, or, or playing this tune right now, it's like. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah, no, that's 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 what I wanted to do. I mean, that's what so I wanted like black culture and black diaspora culture to be all through the whole book. 
you know like it yes. don't it don't yes. really have to be obvious to everybody you know what i mean but it has to you know i wanted it to be there culturally and with this book and and, and people have written about it in in down with the king on the letters page but the fact that you have interactions with other characters, even you see other characters within the Marvel universe. So that being said, like where you can't maybe tell different things, but like where have you seen your your thoughts go in terms of integration of the uh, the rest of the universe? Oh, whenever I can, I, I do it. Whenever I can, mm. uh, whenever it's appropriate. I mean, I think we had Iron Man. I guess that's another white character. He was in one issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, we brought in the crew. You know what I mean? For, you know, a couple issues. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Early on, there was a glimpse of Storm. There's a gl- glimpse of Storm, yeah. And then she came back in the crew. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, whenever I, I'm trying not to spoil shit. That's why I'm, like, hesitant. I know. <laughs> that's why. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> so you mess up and say something. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's very, very much there. And at times, there's stuff that's just referenced. You know what I mean? It's just kind of winked and nodded at. You know, um, Eden Feci, you know what I mean? Bringing him in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Manifold. That was important. You know, I mean, so, I, yeah, it does exist within the Marvel Universe, and I wanted to make sure people people was clear on that. Yeah, and then, and, and then also the fact that what's being done very well with the, with the MCU is the fact that whether it's TV or film or even from the books, there's a lot of crossover happening. Yeah. So... The first thought that came to mind for me was Luke Cage. Well, first, did you even did you watch Luke Cage? Yet? I have not watched Luke Cage yet. Okay. I'm a, okay. What, how is it? How is it? What y'all think? It's it's what's up. <laughs> really? Wow. It's, it's that good. So I need I need to watch it soon. It's what's up. You it's do need up. to watch it. Uh, have you seen Daredevil or, or the um? What's the other? Jessica one? Jones. I, saw Je- I like Jessica, Jessica Jones a lot. I couldn't get through Daredevil. Ooh, well, then that might mean I'm not sure how you're going to feel about Luke Cage. I like Jessica. I still like Jessica Jones the most, honestly. I I can't lie. Jessica Jones, you know what it was about Jessica Jones? And maybe, like, I should go back and give Daredevil a real shot. Jessica Jones was the one that I felt, again, like, when you're trying to get, like, even though it's a comic book, you're trying to get at something really deep. Like, that was the one that I I felt the most. Like, Like, when I watched Jessica Jones, I was like, oh, this is about something. Oh, okay. like, I just I felt like this is really really about something, and I think the other thing was maybe it's true in Daredevil too. I ain't watched enough Daredevil, no. I, but I thought the cast. How, how many ep- how many episodes did like you watch one, before you gave like up? One. Oh. <laughs> oh, you gotta give it more. Yeah, than I know, that. I know, I know, I know. That's why I can't I can't really like like diss Daredevil, and I'm not trying to diss Daredevil because I'm not I'm not even pretending like I gave it a fair shot. That's not even what I'm saying. But like when I okay. cut Jessica Jones, I think I binge Jessica Jones. Man, I cut that shit on. I was in, me and my wife, we was in Paris at the time. It had just come out. You know what I mean? Right. We so you went crazy on Yeah, that. yeah. We were star for American Connection. And, yo, I think <laughs> we went, like, into that joint. Like, I think I think we, we, I think we finished at, like, four in the morning or some craziness. Wow. You went straight through that. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just grabbed me. It was something about it that just said, you, you, got, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. I think Jessica Jones has dropped me more because it was so creepy through a lot of it. Yeah, it, it was. was such a, it? Yeah, and I had I just did not expect that. I was not, you know, thinking that Marvel would go that dark yeah. like they did. Yeah. And so that that just dropped me more than anything. Yeah. 
Um, speaking also, of, that scene, like, man, you know the scene I think about in that that I always, it's not even Jessica <laughs> Jones scene, but it's in Jessica Jones. That shit where they blew up the bar and dude walked out on fire. I was like, mm. that yeah. was so deep. That was so deep. People didn't realize how deep that is because it's like, that's how, like, I, I had like flashbacks of like a lynching or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Where they set the dude on fire. But it's Luke Cage, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't set mm-hmm. Luke Cage on fire. It was it was heavy, man. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to Black Panther himself. Like you know, with this, you've introduced this black superhero who is like you know the sm- I mean not introduced but re you know introduced. Imagine you brought like I said before all this new things to it, and he is like on the forefront now. You brought him back to the forefront of the Marvel universe along with the movie coming. You know, you've got all just the Black Panther resurgence. So it's like. How important to you is to have, you know, these type of heroes in our culture? It's incredible, man. I mean, it just, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like this when we was kid. <clears throat> it just nah. really, really wasn't, it wasn't like this. And, nah. you know, uh, to be able to be a part of that in any sort of way is absolutely, absolutely incredible. I, I, I never thought it would be like this. I never thought I, w- I would be here in any sort of way. It's wild. To it's see. so crazy. It's uh, sorry. It's so crazy to me because, like, when I was a kid, I, the only Black Panther story I was reading was this one where he was in South Africa and he was like getting his ass hit by you know regular dudes. It was like, and I was so disappointed. You know, yeah. I was like, God damn, like, this is Black Panther. You know, this is yeah. the only story I can read about him. Yeah, yeah. And this is what's going on. Because when we was coming up, he didn't have a he didn't have a book. No. Like he would you know Nothing pop new. off in Fantastic Four every once in a while, but he actually didn't have a consistent book. So yeah, we kind of got shorted. <laughs> I mean, we did, right? We did. I mean, kids growing up right now have no idea how good they have what it. What it used to be like, yeah, yeah. It used to be that much of a of a drought. Oh my god, that much of a barren wasteland. I mean, there was like god. storm. Rody, yep. Rody was Iron Man when I started. Actually, Rody was Iron. So Iron Man was black. That was like people be like, you know, how you gonna change all this? Da, da, da. First, yeah. first Iron Man I knew was a black dude. Uh, who else? I feel like it was somebody else. It just feels like we nowadays we're still saying, "Oh, there's not enough." So nah, it's just like it, it was worse. I mean, I there just, was nothing. It was nothing like this. I mean, it's an Asian hawk. It's a woman Thor. This is crazy. Some dude named Mosaic. Who they just just some black dude? They just introduced. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> have no Mosaic kids. Couldn't have been no Mosaic wow. man. You know, I mean, so, the, the crew, the crew, they weren't doing that. I mean, I mean, obviously Christopher Priest did it earlier, but they weren't doing that when he was kids. They just wasn't. No, no. And that's something like speaking on Rhodey, we've been talking about this a lot lately about race and everything. Oh, don't ask me about people... Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I got to ask don't you ask about Rhodey because Jesus. it's something to me like, I, you know, I grew up with him. <laughs> too late. It might just disconnect by mistake. Just be like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, like just like you, man, I grew up with Rhodey. But, you know, as much as I love Rhodey and I realized he was black, he wasn't really black to me, you know? No, he he was just... He wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I and... recognized that he was black and that was kind of important, but it, it's what you're saying. It wasn't a huge... Wait, wait I, I, for my understanding, when you say he's not really black, what do you mean? It's like the Marvel Universe wasn't white. Like, I just didn't see it as white. It wasn't a duplication of the real world. It was another world. Oh, oh okay. You know what I mean? And so it was cool that Storm, I recognized that Storm was black. It was cool. 
But when I was reading about Peter Parker, you know, I say this, I just didn't, like, I think about Wolverine. I didn't think about Wolverine as a white dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you, how, how you took it, Ben, but I just, that just wasn't, you know, only time I was conscious Wolverine was white was when he went to Japan. Because <laughs> then I knew, because what I was aware of was I'm in this foreign, and this still, you know, this gets me to, to, to this day, obviously. I mean, even with the, I'm about to get in trouble, but even with like the Iron Fist stuff. Because that, that was the moment where I was like, oh, it's this white dude in this other world. And I'm not reading stories from this other world. Do you understand? Mm. Like, this dude is from this other world. And I'm just not... Like, I probably would have been... If Spider-Man had been in Ghana or some shit, I had, then, I, then I probably would have noticed that he... Then, <laughs> then he would have been white. Then he would have been white. Right. That makes sense, though. Yeah. No, it really does. But, okay, now why can't we ask you about Rhodey? You know, we had to ask you. I mean... <laughs> it's fucked up how Rhodey died. I mean, I just, I just, I yeah. mean, I'm gonna go ahead. I said it privately, so I guess I can say it publicly. And they mentioned that I said it privately already. But um, I just, I, I, I think that was a bad look. I think it's a bad look. I love Marvel. I think Marvel, I mean, just like we were talking about just now, I think Marvel makes a Herculean effort, like at diversity. And I, and I just want to be real clear about this compared to. You know, other places, um, we got a Black Panther book. We got a World of Wakanda book. We got a, a crew book. You know what I'm saying? We got an Asian. I mean, my man Greg Pak just did this all Asian group. You know what I'm saying? Me and him chopping it up, talking about what we might be able to do. You know, you got a, a Pan-Asian and Asian-American group. It's incredible, you know. And so it's like yes. great shit happening, right? But at the same time, I thought I thought the roadie, I just thought it was a bad look. I understand why they had to do it story-wise. I, I hear Bendis' reason in terms of him being an emotional link between Carol and, um, and Tony. But I thought, given that you killed a black dude in that way the first time, which was a bad look, you can't kill a black hmm. dude in Civil War II. You just can't do it. Hmm. You can't do it. Um, but they did it, and um, I just I, I don't think it was the smartest decision. Now, see there, that's like going to something else, like because you say that you know, because we were growing up, like you said, I was the same way. I saw Cyc- I'm most re- related to Cyclops because I didn't see him as a white dude. Right. I just you know his character traits. Barely see his eyes. Barely see his eyes. Might be black. Like, I, you don't know. He might be black. Word up. You know. So I, <laughs> And I didn't even care, like you said, until I saw him in other places. Yeah. But at the same time, I knew that the X-Men were, you know, representing something in the real world. Yeah. And I understood, yeah. you know, as weak as it was, you know, sometimes Chris Claremont's attempts to show, you know, the race and everything right. and racism and all right. that. Right. But that's but that's the question. Nowadays, people are like, oh, my God, don't talk about this in comics. Yeah, you no, know? that's tripping. That's tripping. I mean, I, that that stuff is like, people have no... Like I said, the first Iron Man I knew was black. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like that for a lot of people. Uh, the first uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Miss Marvel. It's not going to be Carol Danvers. Ain't nobody going to remember that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ain't nobody going to remember uh, uh, Marvel. It's a horrible name yeah. for Captain yeah. Marvel. Ain't nobody going to remember that. Yeah. Unfortunately, they ain't going to remember my girl either because that was my first Captain Marvel. Uh, what you call it? Oh, uh, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, that was the, that was the Captain yeah. Marvel I knew. But I, I saw good. As long as Monica Rambeau's around, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm not really complaining about them doing Carol. That don't really bother me. You know what I mean? As long as mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau. Because that's the way it is. That's how titles work. You know what I'm saying? It's um Right now, we got, um and this is my girl too, America Chavez, Miss America. First Miss America yes. was like some blonde white chick from the 40s or 50s or some shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But ain't nobody alive who remember that Miss America. <laughs> really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, nobody, don't nobody know anything about that, right? So <clears throat> I, I, I think, um, A, I think the presence of the internet, if there was an internet in 1983, people would have been complaining about Rody. I guarantee you. I yes. guarantee you. I agree. If it was an internet in, in the 80s, people would have been, com- oh, man, they, can you imagine like that fight where Storm beat Cyclops? With no powers, <laughs> oh, people would have lost their mind. They'd have lost their mind, man, if it was the internet. They'd have lost their goddamn mind. But it wasn't one. And that was kind of the freedom back then. And so they just sort of, you know, Claremont just sort of did that shit. You know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think part of it is the presence of the internet. And I think the other part of it is a just complete lack of knowledge about history. Mm. But on that note, so would Black Panther punch a Nazi? Mm. I mean, we already have flags of my father's where they come into Wakanda. I don't read too many damn Black Panther books. Uh, <laughs> he already did punch a Nazi. He already did. Yes, yeah, he already did in that uh, that uh, team up with Captain America. So <laughs> it was his grandfather, but it was the Black Panther. But I mean, going beyond that, with the you know real world, everything going on right now, how do you feel like you know what like not what's the you know we don't want to ask you know what's the proper course of action right now but there how is no are proper you... course of action this is a very unprecedented yeah, time as well so true. yeah yeah so how are you just you know surviving in this insanity right now writing comic books and i mean that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being flipped i'm not being flipped but my writing is like, always writing. Been like how i how i how i express you know whatever i'm feeling and whatever's going on it's it's always been my tool you know and i'm i'm just i'm just thankful to have an outlet man because if I if I didn't, I want to jab my eyes out. I mean, but I got an outlet. Yeah. You know, it's my comics, it's my other books. I mean, and that I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm obviously not fine with the current politics, but um, I, I feel okay in terms of my self care or what have you. Hmm. Are you interested in writing any other characters? Uh, yeah, and uh, you uh. I, like, for the most part, I mean, I guess I write them in the book. So you'll see them. I mean, but in terms of, like, doing, like, another book outside of the Pantherverse, I mean, mm-hmm. that would be hard right now. That would be hard right now. Well, imagine you had the time and you had the space to do it. I mean, it. should Why I write them all? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I write them all. I mean, I write it. I write, but, but, you know what I'm saying? But the way, like, it's not even time. It's, like, brain space. Yeah. So I, I like spend a lot of time thinking about Wakanda. You know what I mean? Um, and so the question is, when I had a brain space to actually, man, this dude's at Marvel, they do like four or five books. I, I don't even understand that. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not completely disparate characters. Yeah, like, no, how, I'm, yeah. I'm not capable. I'm not. I mean, I mean, Mark Wade is writing the Avengers. Oh, he might. Is he writing? Yeah, he's writing Avengers, Champions, and Black Widow. And now Champions <laughs> and Avengers, like that's okay. That's kind of related. But this yeah. thing he's doing with Chris Samney, I mean, this is another world. He's living in another world over there, you know? Wow. Out of the uh, characters in Black Panther that you've introduced or you're writing so far, who is your favorite to write? That I introduced, that I, that was not, did not exist before? Or even the ones that were before? I mean, T'Challa's my favorite to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, then out of the ones that you've created. Yeah, and I say that because, like, that conflict that I alluded to you guys earlier, I just, it's so, like, I think, like, so juicy. Uh, 
Zenzi. I love Zenzi. Mm. I love Zenzi. I just mm. like, like, she's kind of an anarchist and it's just sort of like cold with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, she's just like, and you'll see in the next issue that comes out. I mean, she's just is like, just so cutthroat. So, but like, no bullshit. No bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yona Harvey, who wrote um, the, the 10 page script and who's working with me on the crew, who wrote the 10 page script at the back of the first world with Connor. And we always like, we tell each other, like, Zinzi knows. That's just it. Zinzi knows. And that's all you gotta remember when you write when you write her. Zinzi knows. Like she has this preternatural understanding of, of human beings and what's actually happening. Mm. All right, I gotta ask you, you know, why did you bring Man Eight back just to murder him? That's why I brought Man Eight <laughs> back, just to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's Man Eight. It's a dude in an ape suit. The fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Bro, but you gave him the dope new ape suit and everything. Yeah, because we couldn't have him in the old. Even we go murder him, we can't put him in that suit. Even if we go murder him, we can't. And, and you know what I mean? It's wrong to even, you know what I mean? Even murder somebody in that suit. He got to get got. Got to get got. <laughs> See? Tatiana, that's something when you were talking about earlier, you know, what was it like back then? That's what it was yeah. like back then. We had man We had man man Come on, this dude ain't a we villain. We had Black Manta and we had man This dude ain't a villain? I respect Black Manta more than I respect man man. I mean, man. It's tight. Come on. It's a tight race right <laughs> It's a tight race. You said it's a tight race. <laughs> Jeez and bro. I mean, I, mean, I mean, check it out. Check it out. Black Manta had the dope suit, at least. I didn't even know Black Manta was black back in the day. Because I saw him for yeah, the first true. time. No, because I seen him on the Super Friends for the first time, right? Yeah. So I was like, damn, who's this dude? You know what I'm saying? But man, <laughs> it's a black dude in a white ape suit. Come on, man. He got to get disrespected. got to get it. That's the power of the pen, man. Oh, Bring it back man. to take you right oh, back out. That's like putting Herman Cain in your book. Shucky Ducky. <laughs> Ah! You gotta get it. Shaggy Ducky gotta get it. Shaggy Ducky got Wakanda. Get out of here. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, lucky he was even in the book. You know what I'm saying? You're lucky he was even in the book, bro. My man got one panel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. He got the next issue with the no one man on his chest. I mean, alive is what I mean. Right, right, right. Better off dead. Uh, Better off dead. It's like that that line. Uh, did y'all see uh, 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 the new Denzel joint, The Magnificent Seven? Y'all seen that yet? No, yes. not yet. Yeah, Yo, he got a line where the dude says to him, dude says to Denzel, he says, he says, come on, man. I got a wife and family. Denzel says to him, they better off without you. <laughs> he didn't say that. That's what like. better off without you, man. Better off dead. That's, that's some cold stuff, that's man. Cold, oh, my cold. God. They better off without you. <laughs> Sir, that's right up there with the man ape, then, bro. Because you had him in one panel and in the next panel, like you say, (laughs) couldn't even leave the suit on him at that point. Yeah, but you know, I like this. What I mean, like about how Shuri, you know what I mean, with a little wisdom. But in the last issue, you know, Shuri peeped game, right? Because she was like, "Y'all wasn't gonna kill like somebody that we actually liked. Y'all killed somebody we had a problem with and took over there territory." So then, for us, it's like whatever. That's a wash. That's a wash. We ain't yeah. like Man yeah. anyway. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You know? <laughs> I completely agree with that. Yeah. 
I, I gotta say, my favorite is definitely you know the stuff you've done with Shuri, like how you when you brought her bat bra and the birds, you know, and just the whole mysticism, everything in it. But you've also got on the other side, you've also got you know Io and Anika. Yeah, Am I saying that yeah, right? Io and Anika. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I know like what is that you know where did their love story was that told to you from them or did you come with the intention of creating you know two lesbian uh, characters? No, I didn't really have an intention to be honest. What happened was to be straight with you, uh, like there's been this like dialogue around like how women appear in comics and everything, and it wasn't even something. Like I was hip to when I was a kid. Like I wasn't reading comic books for that, but I just and I and I guess in this sense, I guess it's sort of like how a lot of racism works with white folks. It wasn't like I was like actively encouraging it or part of it. It just went right over my head. Like I just was like, whatever. Like I just it just wasn't important to me as any sort of statement. I didn't, you know, stop to think about how it made like women who read comic books feel or anything. Like that shit, man. Yeah. Marvel had a this is insane. Marvel had a swimsuit issue. I mean, you could Google it and find it. I mean, it's just ignorant. Oh, why, why do you need a swimsuit issue, B? I mean, come on. Marvel had a swimsuit issue. And so by the time I got to Black Panther, I was aware that um, my wife at one point, like I showed her some comics I was reading, and she was like, listen, I'm just going to tell you right now, the size of that chick's breast, no chick that has to fight is looking like that. I'm just telling you. I'm just no. telling you. It's just not practical. It's not practical at all. And she's like, it's practical for something else. I mean, if that's what they are actually <laughs> writing, you know what I mean? It's God. some other shit. And so that was the first step. Second step was when I went back and read the old Black Panther issues. I mean, and not to disrespect or criticize anybody, but the whole concept of the Dora Malache, you know, this notion that, you know, they were these women who were personal bodyguards who, you know what I mean? He could marry if he didn't want to marry, if he did. But, you know, this notion that, in fact, Panther was too noble to do that. And then they was, like, half-dressed. Like, they didn't really look like any bodyguards that would actually be bodyguards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. if you, all you got to do is look at the early appearances of the Dora Malache and look at, say, the appearances of the Dora Malache in um, uh, the, last, uh, the last Captain America flip. The one Dora Malache they had. Like, you look at the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of how they look. And so it was like, all right. A, the concept is sort of bugged. B, like, you gotta, I knew I had to do something different in terms of how they look. C, I started thinking about, man, these some women that spend most of the time around each other. Like, mm -hmm. that's who they, you know, and, exactly. and then from there, that was how the story developed. <laughs> that was how it developed. Oh, okay. And then, like, the other thing was, like, I started thinking about if Wakanda was as troubled as I was saying it was, like, if it had all these issues in the past, maybe like some amount of order has broken down and some things are going on around the country. And maybe like some of the vows that the women have made, they don't feel the same sort of loyalty to, you know, they kind of pissed at T'Challa a little bit. I mean, I do have to ask you one last one, kind of off topic though, but I know you've been, you know, you talk about in the letters page a lot and you read the whole uh, Darth Vader series from Marvel. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I just got into it recently and I read through the whole thing, like, over a weekend, I think, mm -hmm. and just so good. But what was it about it that made you love it so much? <clears throat> it's uh, Karen Gillan has this like issue, like with spacing. He just knows how to space out a comic book. Again, I mean, this question of when to talk and when not to talk. And if you read that, like, if you go to issue one, 
Now, part of it is he's writing Darth Vader, so he can get away with something like this. But I, I do think it has lessons. <clears throat> I mean, the first panel basically sets off where you are. Second panel, I think you got the guards and maybe a silhouette of Darth Vader. Like the third or fourth panel, yo, you just see the lightsaber, and you know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> run it, run it. You know what I'm saying? Run it. True. Darth Vader ain't got to say nothing. Run it. And you see the lightsaber, you know what this is. And I think... Not just in Darth Vader, but in, you know, Wicked and Divine, you know, um, to a lesser extent in Young Avengers, but it's there in Young Avengers, too. I think he just has a, a deep sense of when not to talk. You know, um, and that that's something I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get. I mean, I study, man, him and uh, Jamie McElvey. I mean, I, I study what they do. I mean, that's a you know, I just like, look, you know read their stuff a lot. McElvey ain't on um, Darth Vader, but still, I mean, if you want to, you look at Wicked and Divine, man. I mean, these guys are just, they're doing it. They're doing it. They know how to make every line count. And um, that's, that's what I'm really trying to learn to do. That's so funny you say that because that is definitely like my favorite book out right now. And Wicked I just and feel Divine. like they are. Yeah. I just feel like they're just doing something that's just not being done. Like, or they're just at the best of it. And how is it so consistent? Like, it's just consistent, man. And it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. Like, they don't have down issues. They just, the story's going to go. You know what I mean? And they they just, Mm -hmm. they're killing it. They're killing it. (laughs) What my girl say? She said, it's so great. He said, he said, he said, he said, so it's your move. She said, I'm the destroyer. You know my moves. (laughs) 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 It's dope. dope You know, it's a dope, dope book. But you survived the interview portion of our show, the portion, the portion. And it's now time for the rap segment, our rapid fire questions. You know, you've been here before, but are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you know, just start it off. You know, once again, Luke Cage or Black Panther. Oh, man, come on now. How am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> it's so funny because last time you weren't even writing the joint. Right. <laughs> I probably said Luke Cage last time, didn't I? I think so. I probably would have said Luke, but I'm writing it, so I got to say Black Panther. <laughs> I love Luke, though. Yeah. The Falcon or War Machine. Oh, War Machine. Yes. War Machine. Lodi, I knew that shit. Lodi to the end. <laughs> Yeah, after that that earlier part, part I was like, yeah, he's gonna go with one machine. <laughs> mm. All right, the wire are breaking back. Wire, come on now. <laughs> Lex Luthor or Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. That's not even a question. That's not even a question. <laughs> hey, it's a question for yo, me. Yo, yo, yo. The way the way he can freak that freak Doom. Basically, yeah. fantastic for all the way through. Come on. Doom is great. Yeah, that's true. That had that's my second favorite line from that run. Up behind the Black Panther is when uh, Doctor Doom tells him, "Doom is no man's second choice." Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Nah, Doom, Doom is always son and fools. That's oh, a you know. fire you know, line. Doom, I gotta use that. Doom got bars. Bars. Wow. Bars. All right, Wakanda or Zamunda? <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> That's a good one, but we can't. It's still a tough choice, yeah, it though. It's it is. T- Moon is ill. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely what, is. What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Oh, man. 
Jesus. All right. So, I, 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 damn. I mean, I don't even know if this is a good movie, but I'm going to go ahead. What is it? 1600 pen? Wow. That might be the first. That's your first? Well, that's a first. That's the first. That's the that's first A-first. time I think that one's been yeah. mentioned on 1600 here. 1600 pen? <laughs> Wait, is, which one is that? That's the one where he's kind of been set up. He's like an agent, but he's kind of been set up. And there's somebody trying to kill the president, and he got to get to the president in time. 1600 pen, man. 1600 pen. <laughs> oh, is that the, mur- the murder at 1600? I think there might be. I think it might be. It's been a second since I've seen it, but I love that movie. You know, every time I see it, oh, wow. Wes went through this whole whole period where he was just being set up. I've been set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love those There's something black about that, right? Because it's like, of course you've been set up. What? Of course you've been. That's how you they black. do you. Black. At the White House. You're you're black. Black. Come on. That's how they do you. <laughs> oh, you should have known by you now. You should have known bro. by now, Wes. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. All right, outside of the Marvel realm, Superman or Batman? Oh, I don't read DC enough to, to pick. Um, so I was a huge Justice League fan, though. Justice League, uh, the Bruce Timm joint. So because mm-hmm. because I think the Batman animated series was better, I'm going to take Batman. Mm. Oh, it's, yeah, that's like the forefront of all yeah. animation. I really believe that. Like That is the creme de la creme right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, speaking on that though, did you see Batman versus Superman? Because damn man, like it's so many. Uh, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I'm. Sorry. You ain't missed nothing. You ain't missed nothing. I can't watch it. And I actually, I'm one of the people who thought the first Superman was not terrible. Was it? Yep. Terrible? Which one? The one where he was where he was soft? Where he was the crying? No, no, no. That one was terrible. That's the that's the. Not, not made No, that's that was whack. Not, that the one that came you out. Talk about Superman Returns. Superman Returns. Superman Returns is the whack one. That's the one where he comes where it's uh they cast where he, old girl. He's soft and he crying and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lois Lane is like they cast uh what you call it? It was a terrible casting for Lois Lane in that one. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about the one where Amy Adams is Lois Lane, that first one. Because Amy Adams can act. Oh, that was Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I, it's not a terrible film. Not a terrible. I love Kevin Costner too, so what a terrible <laughs> film. <laughs> You you don't tell me you didn't cry your thug tears at Kevin Costner of that scene. Oh, that was so wild. Uh, no, that, scene, that scene was whack. That's the worst part of the movie because there's no reason for <laughs> him to you. die. Like what? Like no, what? No, no. You gonna stop the hurricane? What? No, no, there, what? There wasn't no reason for him to die. Like, but what? The, no, the part where they had a conversation before before the tornado happened. He was like, "No matter what, I'm still your father." Like that made me cry. <laughs> I mean, but the tornado. Come on, man. What was going- yeah, the, <laughs> that? Was wet. What was that? Was wet. There was no reason. Do? Like what was what was he trying? Was he trying to? What was he doing? I don't even remember, man. He was trying to prove. He was trying to tell Clark, "Oh, don't use your powers no, under any circumstance." Yada yada. And don't even use them to save my life. <laughs> right, like it, that was dumb. I would have probably saved him anyway. But come on, that was so wild. <laughs> but some of them other scenes, I like. Like I like the whole idea of him, like when he's like when he saves the fishermen and all. All of that was cool. Oh, that was dope. I like yeah, that. I, I like the movie I, mostly. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm talking I, myself into it now. And the part at the end where. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe is the dad and ends up helping him as the illusion, like it's an it's a AI of his dad. That was hot. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, tried to but, give him something. <laughs> but nothing makes up for the dad dying. The dad the dying for no reason. That was awesome. Kevin didn't have to go. Yeah. He didn't have to that go. That was whack. That was whack. All right. We're almost at the end. We have Star Wars or Star Trek? 
See, I really want to say Star Wars, but because of them damn prequels, you got to go Star Trek. Wow. You got to go Star Trek. Nothing makes up for them prequels. Them prequels are awful, dude. Awful. Some of the worst movies ever made. They're bad. (laughs) Bad. That That third one might be... Oh my god, your skin is soft. The third one's all right. You know what I mean? The third one's all right, though. The third one is not all right. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> the third one is not the all right. The third one is definitely not all right. I have the high ground. You, it wasn't that. Wasn't oh my god. You're the chosen one. That joint is not <laughs> No, it's not, Ben. <laughs> ben is so whack. I love that he's he's telling you and saying Ben no. <laughs> no. Way too long to not. It's so so whack, man. Come on, we used to debate hip hop. Come on, out on the yard. So this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. <laughs> out in front of founders. <laughs> nothing at all. Be oh at all. man, Jeez. Not even, it's, Jeez. over a drink or Republic Gardens are really gonna get you lit. know. But, but what about Force Awakens, man? Rogue One. I mean, that basically, that was all right. That was all right. You know, but that was basically, <laughs> that was the first movie. That was just the first movie. They was like, we ain't going to take no chances. We ain't going to take no chances yep. here. Also, here's what I hold against yeah. the Force Awakens. Like, I respect that Rey is the Jedi. I think that's awesome. But don't try to fake us out about who's the Jedi. Like, if, that's the, yeah. if the best thing about that the movie necessary. is who is the Jedi, you ain't got a movie. <laughs> You ain't got a movie. <laughs> you ain't got a movie. Yeah. <laughs> if the best at any time, and Abrams does this from time to time, man. Nah, it's just like, if the twist is your movie, probably not a movie. Probably not a movie. Mm. Ooh. Not a, I mean, I feel like that. Like, everybody's like, yo, you got to see Split because of the, the twist at the end. And, you know, I was reading this article. He was like, don't don't read this if you don't want to know the twist. I'm like, man, I'm just going to read the twist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, that's a, but that's Shyamalan. That's what Shyamalan does. That's what he so. does. But, I mean, but you know what? Yeah. The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, especially Unbreakable. Unbreakable is, in fact, is a worse movie because of the twist. <laughs> like, Unbreakable is, I hate... Unbreakable is a great movie I... until the end. Tom Hattie, this is so off topic, but I don't care. I fucking hate Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, I yeah, hate okay, it okay, with a I, I gotta get off. Shit. I gotta get off of here now. I gotta get off. <laughs> I I've, I've lost all respect. I've lost all respect. I don't care. I I've hate that. Movie. I can't say anything now. What? Somebody else talking? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, because I don't hate Unbreakable either. Yeah. I actually like Unbreakable. Unbreakable is arguably the greatest superhero movie made so far. Wow. Strong argument. I'm gonna need. You know what? I'm gonna. Without the end. Without the end. Without the end. Just for you, Tanahasi, I will watch it again. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. It was been ten plus years, maybe. I'll watch it again just to give it a chance. But I, I see the, the thing it. is, you got to understand what you're going into too. Like Unbreakable is like, it's the most realistic superhero movie. It's how like a superhero would actually <clears throat> happen in the real world. Ain't no costumes. They ain't doing this. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no stuff about I'm too powerful, so they discriminate against me. I mean, that's not real. That ain't right. I love the action, but that ain't real. That ain't real. This is how it would happen. It's just some dude. Dude got a poncho on. You know what I'm saying? It's in a poncho. The poncho say security. Because that's what he does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's real talk. I just, that's a superhero I just right went... there. That didn't bother me. It, it was the, it was, I don't know. It, uh, Who was? Who it was, was Sam L. Like, it, it was. Oh, Sam L's a problem Sam. in there. Sam, Sam, Sam Jack is a problem. He's a, he's a problem. He's he definitely he's a problem. He bothered me. Yeah, yeah. It's not an, he's not an addition to that movie. 
You're not an addition. No. <laughs> not at all. And you know the problem is that like- totally, totally the movie is very subtle. But Sam is not. Do you see any Teletubbies in here? Do you see a slender plastic tag clipped to my shirt with my name printed on it? Did you see a little Asian child with a blank expression sitting outside in a mechanical helicopter that shakes when you put quarters in it? No? Well, that's what you see at a toy store. And you must think you're in a toy store because you're here shopping for an infant named Jeb. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. That's the problem. I love, shout out to Sam, I love Sam Jackson, but in that movie, yeah, it's, it's a different... It's, it's not it's not quite you know what I mean nevertheless it's, it's a good it's move not. it's a good move uh, see I like Mr. Glass too I had seen uh, I, mean, I, I like, I like Mr. Glass you like the twist though Ben no oh my no, God, no really Ben no no okay cause the, like you said the first time I saw him break up I was like yo this shit is trash cause of the twist <laughs> like the twist at the end made me so mad and I was like yo this shit is trash Swat. this movie sucks and then, like you said, years later, I went back and watched it, and I realized, like what you said, that you know it's just some dude. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, this is a cool little origin story for a superhero yeah. who's just a dude. Yeah. You know, he not he can't fly, he can't do all that other yeah. stuff. So that's what he does. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I was like, oh my god, this this movie is trash. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna so make an argument here. Twist. I actually think Unbreakable influenced Jessica Jones. I think it's like a, a oh, link. I think it's a link between Jessica Jones and, a, and Unbreakable. I really do. In terms of the depiction of superheroes and, and what it looks like, I think it's right. a strong link between those two. I'd even say That's with Luke Cage. You say with Luke Cage too, yeah. which I need to see. Yeah. 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 With Luke Cage too as well. Yeah, that's right. It's, it, it, they take it to a much more realistic approach, Real, as realistic as as you know, jumping from a ten story building and right. without scratch can be. Right. <laughs> right. And also, yeah, even with Daredevil, yeah. So, I mean, Unbreakable definitely has its, like, you know, it's a impactful film in a lot of ways. Yeah. But the first time I saw it, man, that, that twist was so trash. It also had that darkness that those MC, that those uh, those uh, Marvel uh, uh, TV uh, joints have, too. Like, it had, like tonally, mm-hmm. it was very similar. Yeah. Shot, like, dark mm-hmm. and, you know, dark tones. Right. Everything's very, like, grayed right. out. Yeah, definitely. Right. Snyder probably stole a lot from that too. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Couple more. Uh what character death struck you the worst in any medium? When? Like recently or over a period? Yeah, because last time I'll give you I know we were talking about we talked about Cypher from New Mutants. I All think right. we talked about Guardian. Cypher was bad. Cypher was really yeah. bad. Yeah. That's probably still the worst. <laughs> the character deaths that bother me are the ones that don't have to happen. <laughs> like um and probably my favorite X-Men story, uh Second Coming. That probably is my favorite X-Men story, I think now. Like Nightcrawler dies. Mm-hmm. I like Nightcrawler. I don't, you know, like seeing it that, mm-hmm. but I, I kinda got it. You know, uh mm-hmm. Cypher was just I mean, that was that was you know, shout out to Zeb Wells too, who brought Cy- Cypher back. Did y'all see y'all y'all read Zeb Wells' uh, New Mutants run? Nah, oh, I, I, the thing is, I never liked Cypher coming back because oh, I know no, they brought gotta, him back. I know, I know, times. I know you don't like it. I know you don't like it, but you gotta. Yeah. He did it right. He did it right. Okay. He did it right. He did it right. He came back as a part of something big. See, that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna bring a character back, that's the hard thing about somebody dying. Like, if you're gonna bring him back, now you got a problem because it's got to be a story reason to bring him back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's all he did. Plus that run, man, if you read New Minions in the 80s, you'll love that run. It was just him playing with his okay. 1980s toys. I mean, it's the same lineup. 
just him going for his, you know? I mean, but, you know, it's like one of my favorite moments is when Colossus came back. Even though, like, the story wasn't... And this is what I mean about art can carry you a far a long way. Like, the story reasons for him coming back were not very good. But the way it's depicted is incredible. Like, the way it happens yes. is just so incredible, you know? And also, you got that cover when him and Kitty Pride are hugging. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. That's Cassidy too, man. He did. Uh, he doing. Uh, he did the co- cover for what you call it for the crew. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a. I mean, a beast. Obviously. Yeah. All right, All right. Finally, if you can have any one superpower, what would it be? Damn, I don't know. I don't know. I want any. Uh... Huh. Since all this happened, I guess invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> so relevant. I would definitely take invisibility. So relevant. Yeah, definitely. Would take that. All right. Well, Tana thank you for joining us again as always. You know, please let the yes. internet know where they can find you at. Uh, well, usually on Twitter, but I'm off Twitter right now. I'm on, I'm on uh, break. <laughs> so I don't know. Nowhere right now, really. Well, you but know, you can you pick know where up to Black Panther. You can pick up Black Panther. You can pick up the crew coming out in right April. In. You can do that. You can pick up World of Wakanda. Check out my girl, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can always write into you at the letters page, of course. You're that. answering you those always, letters yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. can always write in on the letters page, too. It's such a dope title, man. Down with the can. Down with the can. One of somebody else, some Twitter person suggested that to me. I can't even claim credit. All right. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. This is Jojo from Trendsetters. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Not a Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Juno Diaz. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the H&IC. You know what I'm saying? This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat Startup. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Yo, this is Carly Hustle, and when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to fanbros.com. And welcome back, Internets. You know, real quick, gotta thank the brother, Tanahasi Coates, for joining Ooh. us in the spaceship. Hot fire. Every time. Insanity up in here. If you're not reading Black Panther, you should be. You know, I don't talk about it every month in Comics I Cop because it's a massive hit and everyone out there is probably already reading it. But if you're not, make sure you're checking that out as well as World of Wakanda. The crew is dropping soon. We'll be reviewing that as soon as it hits. And, you know, Black Panther's on fire right now. Let me tell you, boy, like, you know, if you're not reading, like I said, get on that joint. Mm-hmm. You know, and something else you got to get up on is this right here. The guac is extra. What do we have first tonight, Tatiana? I love that joint, man. Shout out. That's Super Bad Larry on that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shout out, boy. That, Thank that you, Bad. Every time. The guac is extra. <laughs> and this week on The Guac is Extra, we have a question from the man himself, Super Bad Larry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you guys excited for the Lego Batman movie? He is bugging how they flipped uh, Batgirl Commissioner Gordon to be Latino. 
Um, then Mariah Carey is the mayor of Gotham City. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Catwoman's voice by Zoe Kravitz and a whole bunch of other stuff. So basically, he's just asking how excited we are about this new movie. Yeah. I'm excited as hell. I mean, I, I I like all the Lego. Well, there was the one main joint, but I, I appreciate Lego a lot. I love the Lego movie, the one that came out, what, a couple years back now? And and all the years, it's been now it's been two years of these Batman Lego trailers. And it's been funny and memorable. And I've just been into it. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh, my God, because I, I want to see it. But I also know that the Lego movie, I liked it a lot. But there was parts where it was just like joke, 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 joke. And it's like, all right, you know, give me some time to breathe. And I'm worried that it might be mm. joke, 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 you know, with the Batman movie. Right. Well, hopefully they'll bounce it. Like, one thing I like why people, some people, they shy away from what they call quote unquote kids movies. A lot of these movies, particularly for me with the Lego movie, is they do balance it out with more adult humor. And it's the good, the good kids movies always balance it the two together where it's stuff that they'll the kids will laugh and then stuff that they'll say that the kids may giggle but they don't really get it and i think there was a lot of that in the lego movie so i think they're going to use that a lot in the batman and also balance it more because now they've had a lot of experience with this kind of format so i think it's going to be great all right well you know we'll see what happens you know we'll probably both be talking about this sometime next week so we'll see Mm -hmm. but you know definitely a good question and i I definitely like you know i wouldn't say that you know, companies own, because he also asked, you know, isn't it interesting how companies take risks, you know, with properties like these and don't in other, you know, media or other films. But I disagree there because I feel like they take a lot of risk and take a lot of heat. Oh, yeah. Because they definitely do. Yeah. Like there's always a lot of race changes, a lot of sex changes, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. You know, like Lexi said last week, the Celtic one was, you know, kind of a bad one, but the director it's unnecessary yeah but the director that understood you know and will probably make up for it in the future so i'm not really saying that they only take risk with these lego movies or anything they, they take risk you know but definitely a good question i'm hyped for it we also have in honor of impeach president bannon word up get that dude <laughs> and all his minions out of office uh, get him out the paint yeah, and i'm not talking about trump i'm talking about bannon and the whole crew pence everybody pence. With them. darth pence yeah Darth pence yeah darth pence yeah word up Ugh. yeah he, no he looks more like a, he's a straight sith lord no doubt um but he asked uh chuma asked who's your favorite power hungry visor vizier. vizier oh man vizier close <laughs> he tried yeah, i tried he tried or assistant um, like uh, Jafar. Oh, so for example, Jafar yeah, from Aladdin. For example, Jafar from Aladdin. Okay. He's going with uh, Felix Gaita. Oh, Felix Gaita from Battlestar Galactica. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, the number twos to the boss who are power hungry. Who are your favorites? Immediately, immediately, Starscream. Oh man, Starscream, Starscream. Did so I steal that from you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's one of mine. It's definitely Starscream. Yo, I cheered with delight, and it's still one of my all-time favorite scenes in any film is when Galvatron blows Starscream away. Who disrupts my coronation? Coronation Starscream? 
This is bad comedy. Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. <laughs> no, I've I've all like like forever and ever I've always loved the dichotomy with Starscream and Megatron mm. and how Megatron's not, Megatron's always like you know like you you treacherous motherfucker like <laughs> he's always calling him a treacherous but Starscream is always on his right hand yes. so and and it doesn't matter what iteration of Transformers you watch it's like the same dichotomy and then also like the voice I've I've always been into the Starscream's voice actor so. Like I said, Starscream really wins that, in my opinion. Um, I know there, there's plenty of others, like plenty of the the number twos to the boss that, that are very power-hungry, mm -hmm. that are kind of lovable. Oh, no, I've got another one, and this dude is not lovable at all. Well, I've got two right here. One, the non-lovable one, and he was just mentioned in the latest issue of Wicked and Divine, it's hilarious, is uh, Grima Wormtongue, or Grima. What? Yeah. He is the dude from uh, Lord of the Rings, the second joint when they are what's the uh what are the fires of where do they light the fire rohan when they're in rohan and okay there's this uh dark-haired guy who's whispering in the king's ear and he's the one who makes the king old remember the king who's mad old until uh what's his name the white wizard comes along and blasts him and mm -hmm. makes him remember who he was the king of rohan and there's this dude. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 and there's this dude in all black, Grima Wormtongue. And I mean, first of all, his name is Grima Wormtongue. Like, <laughs> like Wormtongue and Grime. Like, come on, man. Like, and he's, you know, whispering cravenly in his ear. And I was mad he didn't get blown away like Starstream does, though, because they actually let him go and he causes some more havoc later on because of that. And I never understood that. I would have dunned him right off. But my other one, going back to the Starstream days, is also Destro, who I won't say is oh. very, you know, cravenly, but he is definitely working to see Cobra Commander take the L. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and is always out for his own self-interest, but he's smooth with it. And Destro is one of those characters I always thought was black under the mask as well. That is so true, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm like I said, I know there's plenty of others that I, they're just right at the tip oh, of my tongue. I got another one. I can't think of one. What? And it's also yeah. because it's related to Wicked and Divine again, once again, because that's what they mentioned in reference to is Woden from Wicked and Divine. Oh, okay. Who is the king slime bucket, but if and also has so many great moments where he said that it's not that he's stupid, he's just evil. You know, that's what it is. Like, but would you consider him like an assistant slash vizier? Yeah, person? definitely. You know, spoiler alert, but he's definitely you know an assistant to some bad plans. In mm -hmm. yeah, in Wicked and Divine. So yeah, Woden is not on the up and up, and he's a scumbag. You know, through and through, he is shit, as he is called at certain points in the series. He is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are shit. Yeah. Straight up and down. So, yeah, that's definitely a good one. And Starstream, I think, is still the king of that. But like I said, my favorite moment was watching him get blown the hell away. Because it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> You're so harsh. No, because it was just that's a culmination of, you know, so much. You know, like you said, the years of them going back and forth. And then him finally betraying Megatron for the last time, you know, kicking Megatron out the ship, like, you know, beat it. And then <laughs> Megatron coming back with Galvatron and just, you know, all right, we've had enough of that. This is Galvatron and Starstream. This is a new relationship. Gotcha. Yeah. Good night. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> and the last question we have from Rhea, they ask, or they mention over the past months, couple months, they've watched a lot of DC animation content on Netflix, like Young Justice and the Flashpoint Paradox. Mm. They love pretty much everything they saw. So they ask us, uh, have you seen any of these or any additional animation from DC? And if so, what are your opinions on both Marvel and DC animation? You're leaving out the best part where where they said that they started with the Invincible Iron Man from Marvel and... Yeah, well, it doesn't really need to be spoken about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're gonna ask which is better, you gotta, you know, talk about that. Yeah, well, Marvel does have a few joints though. They got like a Hulk versus Wolverine, and uh, I think it's uh, Hulk versus Thor. Those joints are both pretty live. Like they're the Earth Mightiest Heroes. That was dope as hell. That was dope, but but like it's compared to DC. Like if if Marvel's winning the film game, DC wins the animation game. Yeah, hands like down. hands down. So like like honestly, DC. Ha- I mean, they've had some slip ups, but they've consistently put out just like the dopest animated movies and and series out like consistently. And then Marvel is kind of like, oh, this one season is awesome, and then you kind of are questioning everything. <laughs> So, I, I, general opinion, I just think at this point, DC's make makes better animation films or TV shows or whatever. There are standouts in Marvel, like I just mentioned, but uh, I think DC wins this round. I, I, you know, I will have to argue a little bit in Marvel's favor, though, because people often forget that Marvel did have X-Men. You know, which is the yeah. I mean, but see, what if we're talking gonna, about now, what we're talking about right now, we're gonna go back to DC's history with Batman. Now it's and you know Superman and all that, and give them credit for that. You got to give Marvel credit for having X Men. Cricket. But I didn't even go that far back. Like I had said, like Earth Mighty Heroes. So okay, now ish. Okay, for now ish. Now it's, it's a blowout. It's but yeah. but DC has been slipping as of late. There've been oh, yeah. there've been a lot more Wizak um DC movies <laughs> than there have been good ones. Now they're definitely coming back with that Young Justice though, and Young Justice is hot fire. So Young Justice is hot fire. Hot oh my god! Fire. Yeah. So you know, I have faith that DC will regain its footing, and you know, like they said, the Flashpoint Paradox is, whoo, that is a dope Litty. movie. That joint mm-hmm. is lit. So yeah, you know. As always, shout out to everyone for sending in your questions. You can hit us with more contact at fanbros.com that's the email or you can just hit us on the twitter at fanbros show you know send us your questions about anything geek related non-geek related relationships you know animals i got one like yo how do you deal with a barking dog boy because oof it's been a problem it's been a problem you know but you know what else is always a problem tech talk with tatiana and this week is just like the others, always a problem <laughs> because I get you in some dope information that's happening in the tech world. The biggest news today was about E3. So if you don't know about E3, that's the um, the the ESAs, the Entertainment Software Associations event, where every summer, where you get the big announcements from places like Sony and Microsoft and all this stuff about the biggest video games happening. You get a little Square Enix thrown in there. It depends, right? But pretty much it's supposed to be the marquee event for the video game industry. Historically, it's been closed to the public. You could, if you had to be either an industry professional in some capacity or a member of the press to go. 
now they announced that they're actually opening this year's E3 to the public. Starting Monday, February 13th, you'll be able to actually purchase a ticket to go to this event. Um, if you buy it on Monday and you are part of the early bird crowd, you'll get it for $150. Otherwise, the ticket is priced at $250. Whoa, hey, yeah. I was about to say that yeah. them joints are sold out immediately, right? But the tickets are going to give you access to the show floor, panels, day? and all the events um, from Tuesday through Thursday of E3 week. And E3, I mean, E3 is, E3 has been, if you're in the industry, E3 has been a little bit questionable because a lot of the big names have like dropped out in recent years. Mm -hmm. They've decided against showing anything at E3 or they decided, hey, we'll do our own thing. Like Nintendo does that a lot where yeah. they go, okay, we'll do our own side joint. And really because of like social media and because of the way that companies can now really do their own pseudo events or or or, or brick and mortar events themselves, they don't necessarily need a big marquee event like like E3, they can make announcements all year long. And if you really want to keep stuff popping from a marketing tip, you want to keep talking about it all year long. You're not going to really wait until uh, June to talk about it. But again, if you are just a regular person who's always been like, yo, I want to go to E3. I've always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to sit down and, and, and watch all this crazy shit go down. You can go for the high, high price of 250 <laughs> So that's 250 per day or like? No, two fifty total. So, in a, for some people, that's like reasonable. Yeah. But I know that that's a little steep for a lot of others. Yeah, but for a con, you know, for a few, for like four days, that's that's a reasonable. Yeah, price. but see, see, and that's that's the thing though, because I wonder how they're gonna shift the direction because E three was never quote unquote a con yeah. per se. Is it's always supposed to be a reveal, press releases media inquiries, media interviews, like it's always been very media and industry focused. So mm -hmm. what are they going to do to turn it more to the public? You know, panel, sell shit to you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sell shit to you. I mean, my, my, I feel like for all that, you should go to PAX. Well, you know, shout out to Reed Pop. You know, yeah, I, I'm I'm just saying. Um, but this E3 this year, E3 2017, takes place June 13th through 15th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And also in tech news, um, I was reading about this this morning and I think it's good on them. Um, there's still not enough, but hopefully this will help the situation with Twitter. If you are an avid user, you'll always seen lots of the arguments about the fact that Twitter doesn't do enough to protect its users, particularly the quote unquote vulnerable populations such as women, women of color, um, people who are, are not wearing MAGA hats. But the today they announced a couple or three new updates that they claim is gonna help people be more safe on the service. They say first they're going to do a better job of keeping the people who they've previously banned from making new accounts. And that's actually been a big problem Whereas they may ban somebody, but it's really easy just use a new email address or whatever the case is just to make a really um, make a new account really quick. Um, Twitter is also adding a safe search feature. What it's going to do is uh, when you are searching for different topics on Twitter, it's going to remove tweets with any inappropriate words, phrases or images, which is great because the amount of prawn that shows up on my screen when I just use the search is ridiculous. <laughs> like. 
I'm not searching for anything that has anything to do with that. And this shit just pops up. And then finally, they're going to also start hiding inappropriate responses to tweets so they don't appear in user conversations. Mm. So any tweets that contain like words, phrases, or images that the the company deems are inappropriate, I, I'm not sure what that exactly means. But if they see that, the, um, well, if not they, but if their algorithm sees any of that, it's going to automatically hide certain responses. So, so a lot of these troll responses you may receive when you're talking about anything political, it, supposedly this, the the update to the algorithm will hide a lot of those. That's a good look. Yeah. Especially yeah. So I, I hopefully in conjunction, this will make a difference in time. Um, but, you know, it's, it's for me that the biggest thing is is making it easier for people who have been attacked or whatever on the service to I to not just identify the person who 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 is doing this to them, but also get them out of there because it's actually very difficult. Like even me personally, I have someone random on there, some 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 uh, again a MAGA person using one of my photos as their avatar. Wow! And yeah, and someone like someone had apprised me of that, and like I go, I went through the whole motion to say, okay, this person's impersonating me. Cause you know, uh, granted not uh, again, the, per- the point is some to me, someone's impersonating me. So I put this information in and like Twitter wants you to send all this stuff. They want you to, okay, explain who it is, ex- uh, sh- uh, prove that you are who you say you are. So you have to send them like your ID and your address and all this other stuff. And then I guess it's by some law they're, they're If you, if this person's like harassing you and you tell Twitter that, supposedly they got to tell the person all your business too. Mm. And it's just like, that is really unsafe and, and it will open me up to more attack. Yeah. So like I said, I'm really hoping that this in conjunction with more updates will, will help Twitter be more safe. All right. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I just like that as far as the conversation part of it, because that's so annoying when you're having a, you know, a good conversation with someone and then other people jump in because you're talking about something that, you know, they want right. to have their opinion on and they start just jumping in and throwing in all kind of slanderous nonsense. And I ain't got no they time just, for that. Folks just want uh, attention so bad. So bad, man. And folks are so fragile about nothing. Like, so... Oh, they just want to jump in and, you know, defend their hurt feelings and tell you about your liberal tears. And, oh, goodness gracious. Get a grip on your life. (laughs) Uh, And that's it for tech news. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tatiana, as always. And you know what time it is, folks. I know you've been waiting. We talked with Ta-Nehisi earlier. But now it's time for comics. Cop. Really need a drop right there, man. You know, I need I need something freshness beyond all that echo and all that goodness that you just heard <laughs> right there. That booming system. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really, really slow week in uh comments dropping that I'm actually reading. There is some news though. Speaking, we were talking about the Darth Vader series earlier. It actually spun off into this series, uh Dr. Afra, which features this woman who is a archaeologist kind of type thing kind of like an evil indiana jones i guess or, or a lot not evil but she's more you know she's i mean she worked for darth vader at one point you know so she's definitely not that good and so dr afro follows her adventures now it's written by kieran gillen the same person kieran gillen the same person behind uh wicked divine and 
Darth Vader was amazing, and Dr. Aphra is also really good so far, so check that out. But the big news is that this week, she's going to actually meet Luke Skywalker. Well, they actually had a brief interaction before, but she, her mm-hmm. her series is going to cross over with the current Star Wars series. So, I'm mm. yeah. No, like, Marvel on the low, I mean, not on the low, the fans of Star Wars. Like, I read the first few issues of most of the series that have come out, and I liked them all, but it wasn't something that I really kept up with until I went back and read that Darth Vader series. And that joint is so fire. Like, it is just such a great Star Wars story and such a great Darth Vader story that it made me really be like, yo, Marvel's really killing it with these Star Wars comics. So if you're like a fan of Star Wars, definitely check out anything from them because it's some really great stuff. That Dar- Read the Darth Vader joint and then go check out Dr. Aphra, which is out right now because that's insane. Also, new issue of Wicked and Divine dropped, like I said before, by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. And my boy, Matt Wilson, on the colors. Oh, man, I'm so mad we didn't even talk to Tanahasi about uh, Laura Martin on the colors on Black Panther. Because the colorists don't get shout-outs enough. And those two are two of my favorites working. Also, I always forget his name, but the man working on Birthright is another one that is okay. just genius. But uh, Matt Wilson on Wicked and Divine, always just in fuego, like... Such a good, such a good series, man. Such a good series. Like I told Tanahasi, it gets better with every issue to me. It's just one of my favorites out right now. Like if you're not reading Wicked and Divine, I highly recommend it. Like just one of my favorite series in a long time, and just you know, great work. Also, there's another issue of Black out this week. You know, if you don't know about Black, it's the series where it. Talks about a world where only black people have superpowers. And I don't want to tell you much more than that because it's a great concept and they just expound on it from that. But definitely check it out. Great series. And, you know, in my top five for covers, the latest issue features a Donkey Kong cover where from the old school Donkey Kong video game with Trump as Kong. And just a lot of other stuff going on on the cover. And just a great series with some of the best covers out. So definitely check out Black if you're not reading it yet. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. And that's about it for Comments Like Hop this week. Like I said, it was a slow week. I'm still reading. I just dropped the latest uh, trade from Ex Machina. Machina? Machina? Yeah, I'm... Ex Machina? Machina. I had it right the first time. I'm just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible tonight but yeah i'm can't win up the latest trade of that as well it's you know great series i've talked about it before check it out if you're not reading it yet but like i said real slow week this week you know just a couple things drop well one thing that we also should have mentioned in the trailer area did you see the judas contract trailer for teen titans i damn sure did that shit was hot fire <laughs> yeah. and i i oh man no go ahead no, no, go ahead. All right, well, the thing is, like, Judas Contract, the series or the, the run, the storyline from Teen Titans, I got that joint as a kid uh, as a graphic novel trade, and that was, like, the first Teen Titans story I ever read. Now, what is that t- line about? What is that storyline about? Uh, there's some stuff I won't reveal for people who haven't read it because, it, you know, they didn't show any of that in the trailer. I will say they mm. had so many scenes straight from the comic that was blowing my mind. Wow. Deathstroke shows up and is uh, fighting. Uh, he's actually Dick Grayson at that point. Because the Judas contract is when uh, 
Dick Grayson goes from he'd already quit being Robin, but this when he becomes Nightwing. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And they show that. And honestly, this trailer just made me want to see the Teen Titans series season two come up. Oh, <laughs> like I wish young that was. Screen. Yeah. Excuse me, Young Justice. Yeah. It, it made me want to see it even better. But um, this 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 Judas Contracts um, trailer, like the animation is sick. Like. What are they? What are they feeding these people over at DC? <laughs> because it's just, it's just like they. I will say, like again, we mentioned that there were some missteps, but really, I just feel like they, they really graduate in their their skill level of whoever they're picking to do this animation. It really, if some people may dismiss it because it's a quote unquote cartoon, but it, it's really deep and so like rich and. It, it really makes you feel like you're watching something important. Well, the thing about it is the Judas contract itself, like I said, the storyline is very deep. They're probably not going to get into everything from the comic because there are some serious mm. undertones to a lot of things happening in it. Like I said, I can't reveal too much, but, you know, it does involve a Judas, you know, that you, you know, right. as in the Judas right. contract. but. Right. It's definitely one of the great, you know, storylines in Teen Titans. Just has so many great moments, like when he becomes Nightwing. Just so much else because of, like I say, the nature of the story that I can't reveal. They showed, like, the Blood Brothers and the Blood Baron, I think his name is. Which is, they showed a lot in the trailer, but it's really also, they haven't shown anything from the story. So, I can't wait to see it. It's definitely looking dope. And, you know, look out for that when it drops. Also... Yes. Yes. The Iron Man armor for the Spider-Man Homecoming film got revealed today due to, you know, toys being shown off and, you know, it's another Iron Man So armor. is that considered a leak or did they do that on purpose? I don't know. It, those kind of happen sometimes. Like, I'm not sure that Marvel or Sony, whoever has exact control over that because it's, you know, has, toys. Uh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure they have licensing contracts where they can't reveal it up to a certain date but you know i'm sure after that they can and they probably revealed as soon as they can so yeah i wouldn't say it's a leak more like marvel oh. knows it's going to happen but the the new armor does look pretty sick it it has kind of a callback to the very first time you saw the armor in the first iron man movie where it was like the the black steel or whatever metal that was but that uh, that black um kind of older looking view to it so just imagine like the regular red and and kind of orange color scheme not orange you know what i mean that kind of reddish color screen scheme along with i guess i don't even want to say stripes i don't know how to explain it like cuts of black into it and then of course the the chest plate is a the shape is a little bit different as well but it looks pretty sick and like from the pictures that we saw they it's it's more than just a picture or excuse me the the action figure of iron man it's also like showing iron man wearing i don't know what is is he have like his ice climber gear on <laughs> like i don't know what that is <laughs> like, like he has on like some spike shoes or something and he has on like infrared glasses and and a fur hoodie thing going on and then they also showed um there were also pictures of the action figures for spider-man so of course the spider-man with the wingsuit and then the spider-man kind of like going to school kiddish looking thing like i don't know i don't know how else to explain it okay that's not iron man in the in the infrared you know that 
with the who is that? That's the vulture. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's why he has the spiked shoes because he's the vulture, you know. And also, you have to notice that the vulture is rocking the shirling, you know, in classic villain style. Shout out to Bane. So Bane, you know, yeah. now vulture is battling for baddest shirling, and we'll see how that works out. Oh, that's what's up. And the Spider-Man suits are what they're showing is the first Spider-Man suit that you saw very briefly in Civil War when right before Tony actually gives him a suit. So that's his like, oh, okay. yeah, so they're going to show more of that probably in the movie when he's, you know, before Tony gets the suit, probably in a flashback or something. But I definitely like the Iron Man suit. You know, it's not really anything to be like, oh, my God, look at that. It's going to depend more on the action. And with all the Iron Man suits, my favorite part is the different ways they figure out for him to get into the suit. Well, that's well, I um, um, that's why I actually am very excited about it, because a new suit all for me, as far as history has shown, that the new suit always calls out for a sicker way for him, like you said, to get the armor on in the first yeah. place. Some new features that they haven't at least shown on screen yet. So, yeah, I'm excited. No, my, yeah, my, <laughs> Hell yeah, my I'm excited. favorite one of all time is in Avengers, the first one when Loki knocks him out the window and that joint flies out and, you know, then forms up on his body and catches him before he hits the ground. That was just... Yeah, oh. that was that was pretty amazing. People talk about the suitcase armor, but that one still tops it for me. Oh, also, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that if you live in the South or if you just want to take a plane trip real quick, you can actually try out to be in the Infinity Wars film. Um, they are actually looking for extras for that, um, for the filming. They're going to film on between March 31st and April 7th. Um, it The pay is $68 for eight hours of work with overtime. So you're going to get paid. <laughs> and like I said, they're just looking for, I'm not sure specifically like what scenes or anything like that, but they are looking for men and women, any ethnicity. They have to appear to be between the years of 18 and 50. So that's pretty much everybody. They're especially looking for men with long hair and beards. And these people who they choose, they need to be comfortable with fake blood and wearing special effects makeup. So it looks like it's going to be a party. Again, they are going to be doing this, the extra filming between March 31st and April 7th um, in Fayetteville. And you have to be available for all six days and have a flexible schedule. And if you are interested, you have to email Mary Lou at centralcasting.com and put the word Viking in the subject line. Um, if you if you don't hear me or, or you're not you don't remember this later, just go to AJC.com and just use the search bar to look for Avengers Infinity War and it'll come up. Nice, nice. That's a big thing yeah. right there. And we were talking about this earlier though, Tatiana, but like, you know, Marvel is, I mean, as always, is really doing it. And with the whole Spider-Man homecoming this year, we have three Marvel movies coming up. And then plus, Yo. you know, Iron Fist on Netflix, so right. So I mentioned earlier, you got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two mm-hmm. dropping May fifth this year. Then you have Spider Man Homecoming dropping July seventh this year, and then rounding out, you got Thor Ragnarok dropping November third of this year. And like I said before, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Two wow. is basically like a whole nother Avengers, you know, because you have a whole team, so you get all these different characters and great, you know, character moments probably from all of them. And then you have Thor Ragnarok, where you're going to have Hulk, Thor, Doctor Strange. Everybody. You know, all on a road trip. You know, that's so. 
I think this Hulk, I mean, this Thor is finally going to be the one that gets it right. Like, the other two, I know people hate on them. You know, it's stream to the stream. And I don't really hate on them. They're not the I best. Don't, I don't even call it hate. I would call it understanding. I would call it it makes sense because I never really liked the Thor movies. Like Loki was the is always the best part. Yeah, easily. The Thor movies. The first one was boring as fuck. The second one was also fairly boring. The villain didn't make any sense. No. Like trash. It, it in in a in a race for the best Marvel only film like that. Thor is not up there to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up top. I think Chris Hemsworth is very good as Thor, and I think he carries yeah. it a lot of times when I the like, movie is weak. I agree with you. He as as the character, he's dope. Mm-hmm. He's very dope. To, to me, unfortunately, his his the standalone movies haven't really held up a lot of muster when you compare it to the other Marvel characters. But Ragnarok, in my view, may be his saving grace. Yeah, I, I do believe it will be because the storyline that they're cribbing from the Planet Hulk storyline is one of the best Hulk storylines. And to add Thor into the mix is dope. And then Ragnarok is also just a classic moment in Thor comics. So if they can come close to that, then, you know, we'll have a winner on our hands here. Uh, Something that might not be so much of a winner, though, is the fact that Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Castlevania, the Netflix series. Like. You know, once again, earlier I was talking about how Ego, the living planet, were things I thought I'd never say in my life. But Castlevania, the Netflix series, is also right up there with things, you know. No. So, is this supposed to be a live action? Yes. And this is based on the video the video game Castlevania? The video games. You know, there's like dozens of Castlevania videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I'm just saying, like, this, yep. the video game property mm-hmm. Castlevania, they're going to make a TV. Okay. Typically, not always, but typically video game properties don't ever fare well <laughs> when Never. translated to TV. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't, I mean, there are cult classic stuff that you, you watch because you think it's it's so bad that it's good. But like, I don't rem- remember too many, I mean, can you re- recall a, a really good video game to TV adaptation? adaptation? I mean, I don't. <laughs> nothing comes to mind and 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 if you guys know of anything let us know but nothing comes to mind for me but the only reason why i'm even giving this a slight maybe is because it's going to happen on netflix and netflix hasn't really steered me wrong these past few years so i'll i'll i'll, I'll give it a maybe uh, you, you lost me because I was really just trying over here to sit over here think about was there ever a good video game adaptation that I can think about. But I said TV, oh. which, yeah. And then even film is worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not one, is there? there, there no. No. Uh, no. And as I said, maybe we're missing one. Definitely let us know, if listeners. But I, I my thing is like, yo, Netflix got a lot of stuff that just, I mean, they have seasons of so many shows right now that it becomes yeah. like impossible to keep up with. I never finished Narcos season two. Wow. I, scro- I mean, so much original content, which is great. But like you said, it's so much. Yeah, I was scrolling through Netflix last night and just, there's so, I mean, what's the name? Aquaman got a show, you know, that I never even knew he had a show. Oh, from, from Entourage? Aquaman? No, 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 <laughs> what, no, no. Or the actual Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Jason Momoa got oh, okay. on there. Okay. Uh, Scavengers or Hunters or something. I'm sure Chico Leo seen it, but I was like, like, nah, I'm good. It's just too much, right? Way, way too much. 
Netflix is getting a lot of stuff because this is Netflix heavy. Um, Kate McKinnon has been announced to be the voice of the Miss Frizzle for the Magic School Bus revival. Um, it's it's going to be animated, but and I for, completely forgot they were doing this, but they're bringing it back. Um, I think they actually already did like made a bunch of episodes already. In, in fact, oh, they conceived it as a 26 episode series. So it's going to be like a full season worth. And like I said, I mean, I love Magic School Bus. I, I don't know if I really cared to see uh reboot, revival, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure the younger kids will love it, but uh, it's like, whatever. Also happening on Netflix, the Dear White People has been, it's going to premiere as a Netflix series. This will premiere on April 28th and it will continue the story of our hero um, with her, what was her name? Uh, Samantha, Samantha White. Did you, you saw their white people, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. I wasn't like, oh, this is the greatest thing, you know? I'm hyped that the Netflix try to see. I mean, that they got a series on Netflix, though, because it's always room for improvement. And it definitely had its moments that I, you know, really enjoyed. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's always yeah. good. And one thing I want to, a uh, personal shout out, shout out to my homegirl, Lovey. Mm-hmm. This is huge news. So sh- sh- it was announced by Shonda Land slash Shonda Rhimes and Betsy Beers that they are going to develop her book, I'm Judging You as a Cable Series. Nice. That's fucking huge. Lovey has always been in the game for, she's been in the game for, for well over 10 years. She um, started off blogging. She still blogs. And um, last year, like her book came out. It's really super funny. I definitely uh, ask everyone if you if you want to know more about her or you're interested, definitely check out the book. It's called I'm Judging You. Really funny. But shouts to her. So happy for her for this this partnership. Like this, this is crazy. So like you have Lovey, then you have um, Issa Rae. Like you have all these people, all these creatives coming up and having their own shows. Like that's big time. No, it's like I said, I'm hype, you know, whether or not I like Dear White People or not, I'm just hyped that they're getting a series on Netflix because it's dope that these creators yeah. are, you know, getting to continue. And that's dope. You know, shout out to Lovey because, you know, Shonda Rhimes, anything she touches is that gold. So that yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's about it. But before we get out of here, as always, big shout outs to Luke Crate. You know, you got to go over to LootCrate.com slash FanBros. You know, use the code FanBros. Get your discount on anything on the site. Get your loot wear. Get your loot crate. All that good mm-hmm. stuff. I'm actually loving the loot wear. I cannot lie, yo. Them, the socks, man. The socks. The, the socks are great. <laughs> like, I can't. They're too big for me, but they're so cool. And I like that they're high quality. I like that the art on them is actually really cute. Like it's it's actually well done. It's not like these cheap ass socks you can just get from the corner or anything like that. Like these are really well done. Yeah, so they are super, they're, super. They're they're like they're really cool. And of course we will be we always give away our loot crates. We always have boxes and boxes and bags of this stuff. So we are just be on the lookout. In order to make sure that you don't miss your chance to win some of this stuff, make sure you follow us on IG at Fanbro Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fanbro Show. Follow us on Facebook as well. Same thing. 
just make sure you're following us and tell your mama, tell your grandma and all them. Because you, I know you want that loot crate. Yeah. I I mean, you not only that, that you'll get all this good content. You know, all this dopeness every week. Yes. Hot Fan Bros Shouts. Show. Shouts to the hashtag fanbros BHM mm-hmm. and in hashtag inclusion is revolution. If you guys have been paying just a little bit of attention to us, you've noticed that on our IG, we've been going hard. We've been posting um, as part of the, the hashtag 28 days of black cosplay uh, event. We've been um, putting the spotlight on, on amazing black cosplayers. We've also been putting spotlights on little known luminaries or illuminaries in black culture. Mm-hmm. And we have been um, putting up uh, every single day in the month of February, we will have a new geek culture related question. So make sure you are following us on Twitter to get in that and get into the conversation. And hey, for all you know, we may start giving away some some prizes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that might happen in the very near future as we celebrate Fanbros BHM. Yeah, like she said, the questions every day. There's a new one. And thank you to everyone who's been joining in, responding, retweeting, quoting, you know, hitting us up with your answers. Thank you for all the love on all our social medias. It's been really fantastic. It's been lit out there, yo. The, you know, the luminaries, the fan bros show at luminaries, you know, that's all of y'all out there. You know, y'all been doing the work. So thank you for that. Fan bros! Hey, hey, hey.